0: Welcome to this very special series brought to you by Straight to the Source and Food South Australia with support from the Department of Trade and Investment.
1: We're coming to you today from the traditional lands of the Ghana people and we'd like to begin by paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today.
0: We've taken our studio on the road to Adelaide, where we're catching up with 10 exciting producers from regions across South Australia to find out what puts them at the forefront of creativity and innovation in food production.
1: It's been really fantastic to spend time in South Australia over the last few days. It's really reinforced the diversity that's on offer here and the outstanding quality across the board.
0: You can feel the connection and collaboration between producers and it's really wonderful because it makes them so much stronger together.
1: Yeah, we've had we've had and heard some fantastic conversations with producers over the last few days and we're really looking
0: forward to sharing their stories with you. And it's been mighty delicious. <laughs> Let's get started. Today, our guest is Rebecca Paris, and Rebecca's from Australian Native Food Company. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: It's wonderful to have you here in our little pop-up studio (laughs) amongst the trade show.
1: Yeah, love it.
0: (laughs) And thanks for bringing some goodies. I'm very much looking forward to trying them. You're welcome. Well, to start, I'd love for you to share to our listeners about your business. Mm -hmm.
1: So our business, um, Australian Native Food Co., is a business about, built around community and it's built around um, making sure that we utilise products from Australia um, that are native to Australia as well um, and we infuse them and in make jams, uh, ready-to-eat foods, dukkah, chocolates um, and body and aroma products, all with a vegan and gluten-free influence with no preservatives. Do you have a culinary background? No, not really. Um, I love creating. I um, have owned restaurants all my life. When I was when I was younger, so I had a restaurant for ten years in Um, South Australia. Yep, in South Australia, and um, I also have a couple of nightclubs, uh, event spaces that I also own in um, Adelaide. But I've just I fall in love with flavours, and I think it comes also making cocktails, having different flavours, and just creating new, unique, foods and. Product, products and all of that sort of stuff that no one else creates so I just love creating
0: so what's the elevator pitch because it, it you've you've got quite a few different you're saying skincare and then condiments mm-hmm. and so what's the elevator pitch? What is your why? Our
1: why is um, we support local farmers, growers and community. So ours is about giving back um, and about supporting the small person that normally gets missed and about um, giving, giving them 100% of their profits that they need and they deserve, but at the same time, employing um, Indigenous youth and giving back to community through employment outcomes that are sustainable. So tell me, what is your background? So my background is Maltese. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, both my parents were born over in Malta. I was born here in Australia, so um, second generation. But um, I just fell in love with what I do. And so... Um my background and the way that I cook comes through in my food. So I was taught when I was younger, um, like more the peasant sort of food and everything. So when I'm creating product, I'm looking at creating product through what we've got in our cupboard and what's readily accessible. And so that's how my whole brand has sort of been made and, you know, come to fruition, but then utilising the Native Australian ingredients. And, you know, my love and passion comes through um, teaching in communities and everything for the last 15 years and through working heavily within that sector and falling in love with the people, the story, the land, um, traditions as well, and understanding their culture, but at the same time then integrating it with current food and everything that I'm doing and um, creating... Food for everyone to enjoy,
0: and have the indigenous community um, been accepting of that?
1: Yeah, so I've got really um, good tight connections with a lot of um, indigenous community. Um, So because I work quite closely within the sector, um, and because I'm doing the right thing and employing youth and employing a lot of different people, and in our shops, seventy percent of our workforce are indigenous, and also our head chef and. One of the um, biggest things that I've learned is a lot of um, people that when they are coming to work with us haven't used their native food or haven't understood it. And so we're actually giving back in training and educating and so that they can now start to pass it on to their children and to keep their um, education of what we do flowing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, sometimes you come across little hurdles here and there and everything. But um, I'm one of those people that I like to be completely transparent with everything and when someone asks the question I answer it and um, I just make sure that everyone knows and understands that ethically we are doing the right thing by everyone and you know what we're just having fun along the way and you know giving giving outcomes and showing love and putting the passion back into our food and through the land and everything and yeah it's been it's been a great journey and experience it's a big learning curve it's only just started (laughs) what'd you say
0: 16 months 16 months (laughs) (laughs)
1: So, and lots more to come.
0: So who is your audience? Who's your customer? Um,
1: Our customer is quite vast. So um, we have um, a customer sort of demographic that ranges from the fit, healthy person, vegan, gluten-free, very health conscious to um, the tourists. And the tourists are one of our biggest markets. And with everything opening up currently in Australia, it's brilliant. Because people coming into Australia want to try something that's Australian, that's made here, that's a little bit unique and a little bit different and edgy. So that's one of our biggest um, customer bases is the tourists and people just wanting to try something different. Well,
0: I'm looking at your packaging now. Thank you for bringing some in the studio. Oh. So you've got a native bush Duca. That's correct. And you've, you brought a kakala verjuice, which is very innovative, mm-hmm. incredibly innovative. <laughs> and speaking of innovation, let's talk about green
1: ant Marmalade. Yes. Well, my green ant marmalade. It was actually my very first product I created. Was it? Yeah. So um, I was teaching a group of Indigenous students that age from sixteen to sixty, and I was yeah. like, "How am I going to connect? How am I going to get a message across? How am I going to um, get my students to a point where um, we can get them employable, sustainable employment outcomes?" So it was a pre-employment program. And um, I'd done a catering gig with one of my friends a couple of weeks before that. And I was like, hey, I need some ants. So I rang him up, he dropped me some ants off, and we started making marmalade. And we put the ants into it. And I found that when I was sitting there with my students and we're cutting all the lemons and we're sitting around having a talk and making food, that they started dropping their berries and started opening up. And through that, that's how we created the Green Ant Marmalade. And then we'd make some damper and we'd eat all the damper together. And um, I broke down the barriers and we got some really good outcomes from um, the pre-employment course. And so that's been my sort of flagship product. So, how are the green ants harvested? Um, so, they're harvested up in the Northern Territory. So, uh, we have a company called Something Wild. So, Daniel Motlop, um, he's. I, yeah, we know Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's the one that brought me my ants for my yeah. course and that I do the catering with. And um, he's got a gin as well. Yeah, thing. well, <laughs> the same ants we um, use from his gin. So, um, he gets us all of our ants. So, we make sure that everything's farmed sustainably and um, it's um, done through correct measures and um, ethically so it's marmalade but green ants
0: have a very they have a citrus note don't they
1: They do. They have a bit of a citrus note, but they also have a very honey undertone. Mm. So um, when you do try this marmalade, it is a little bit um, different and unique because it's got um, the ants through it, and we use the full ants, so not just part of the ant. And once we um, are cooking the marmalade and we infuse the ants into it, it creates the real honey undertone, so it takes the real bitterness and bite out of a normal marmalade Mm -hmm. and changes the flavour profile and creates the different layers there.
0: Well, I wish um, the listeners could actually see this. so i've got I've got a, a fork here. I've dipped it into the marmalade. Now the ants look a bit brown. Mm-hmm. Do they
1: change color once they go into a product? They do indeed. so they turn into a, like a little brown sort of red tingy mm-hmm.
0: sort of color. And then you have that texture. Mm-hmm. You got that crunch, yeah. And that citrus note. That is delicious mm-hmm. that is rock star you 've done an amazing job with that, thank you
1: mm. and so, so
0: is this your business solely, or do you have business partners? No
1: so solely my business so um, right from the beginning thank you and so yeah it's my um, it's my little passion mm-hmm. it's my you know way to give back in a completely different way through food and through employment and everything and i don 't know it it gives me an edge to be able to be creative without you know, losing the compromise. Yeah. And just, just loving it. Just enjoy creating different flavors and meeting people and talking to people. And I think it's also about how many people can we get to try our products and enjoy them. So what, what about scaling up? Do you have the ability to scale up? Yeah, most definitely. So we um, to give you everyone a little bit of an idea of where we've come from and what we've done, so when we started we were cooking four kilo to eight kilo batches mm-hmm. and in my small commercial kitchen that we've got in the city. Um, recently we then started moving to shared premises with other producers and we found that we were needing to cook more than that the kitchen was available so uh, I went out and started looking for our own premises, which we moved into January this year. So we're now cooking 50 to 70 kilo batches at a time, but we are now cooking four to five days a week and needing to scale again. So I dare in say that within the next six to 12 months, I'll be needing to scale again to another premises. So... Um, you know, it's a matter of just understanding it and following the trends and listening to what people want and then scaling accordingly. So we do have the ability to scale. Um, I'm always forecasting and looking at what I need to do and how I need to do it and um, working three, six, nine, twelve 12 months ahead of just um, having enough produce without even looking at anything else and then the production and everything. So, yeah, it's great times.
0: So what part does um, seasonality play?
1: very so in um the native world we've got six seasons in the world in the year and so i'm forever looking and um sourcing product and then buying in bulk to make sure that we've got enough to carry us through seasons in case it's been you know a bad season and the condong's haven't grown properly or you know like the black pepper berries they've got washed out last year so I'm continuously holding a lot of stock. I'm heart- like finding new um, suppliers as well, so I'm constantly on the phone making sure that we do have that solid supply of um, product and... So far, we've done all right, So, um, and it's, I guess it's just one of those relationship games of doing the right thing and making sure that we do give back, and then all the people that are harvesting want to support us as a business because they know that we're doing the right thing too. It is very much about
0: doing the right thing every step of the supply Most chain. Most Definitely. So kakala,
1: tell us about that and and a verjuice. Do you know what kakala is? I do, Uh I do, yep. So kakala is, for everyone that doesn't know, is um, a pig face. Mm -hmm. So typically grown in swampy areas and along the beach. Absolutely. succulent. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So you'd see it everywhere and it's got the pink um, flower Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely amazing. It's a beautiful flower, but why is it called pig face? I've got no idea. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea whatsoever. But um, mm. so we make a cacola verjuice and we also make a cacola relish and we make the verjuice with a uh, cucumber and also an Australian native turmeric. So an Australian native turmeric, Turmeric. tell me about that. So we get it from the top north end of Queensland. Mm -hmm. So I've got a grower up there that um, has a native turmeric and he offered it to me and it's just so beautiful and bright yellow in its colour. And um, it's got such a nice woody sort of flavour and it's just... This is super fresh. You know,
0: when you taste it, you just feel like it's... When you say cucumber, it's like a palate cleanser. But then it's got those lingering notes that you think, oh, you could have it splashed on a salad. You could see it, you know, seafood, you know, very light, fresh summer. That's what Mm -hmm. I think of when I've just tasted
1: this. So for everyone that's never had verjuice on ice cream... You must try our verjuice on ice cream. Okay,
0: I'll put (laughs) it on the bucket list. Don't you worry. Yes,
1: so it creates different, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. It turns the ice cream into a nice creamy sort of flavour and it's, yeah, they just blend so well, the flavours. So when you're looking at expanding the range and
0: looking at diversity in terms of, uh, of the range and using Australian native ingredients and supporting each producer along the supply chain, how
1: hard is that? I mean, do you have to discontinue some products or how are you set? Um, We haven't had tours as yet. So, Mm -hmm. so far we've done well in relation to how we've created it. Um, And because I'm always making sure I'm holding enough stock, we've Mm -hmm. been um, lucky in relation to all of that sort of side of it. For us... The product range is developed um, organically. So when we're in our retail outlet, we um, do a lot of market research through there and we listen to what customers are asking for, what they want, and then I'll go away, develop a product in small batch, release it to market, see how it's going to go. And if it takes off, then we mass produce it and we put it through um, the whole system that we need to. So, So ours is about working with customers and understanding our client and our market and what they want. And being connected. Mm -hmm. Being connected. Definitely.
0: So, what's the biggest challenge that you're faced with right now?
1: Biggest challenge is cash flow. Okay. Yeah, because everything that we do is completely self-funded. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't um, had any loans or anything on the business, and especially during COVID times, everything that we've done has to be through all the channels that we're doing. So um, we um, that's probably our biggest thing is just cash flow, wanting to expand that little bit more, buying more machinery um, and going into those next stages of production. But you know what? We're getting there. You so, most certainly are. Oh Yeah, I'm not stopping. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop me. So, yeah, we're just um, – I think it's that next level of the business that – you know starting to open up for grants and starting to travel down that next stage of where do we go to get the business to the next level so yeah, it's fun times like experimenting trying new things learning so yeah it's been great. Well having support in South Australia I mean Food
0: food SA so what's your association how has that association been helpful?
1: Oh it's been amazing so we joined up as a member and launched actually at this trade show one year ago uh-huh. um, and um, started to understand what the market is and food sa has been amazing because they've helped me understand market as well um, how to reach different customers they've opened up up at the trade show and connected us with um, different stockists and um, outlets and um, i use them a lot as a sounding board especially with us wanting to get into export market and so they've been guiding me through some of that and making some good connections for me Um, and just really having someone that I can talk to and go hey you know is this okay do I need to do this Um, what's the legislation around this can you help me in relation to this area and um, they've just been a wealth of knowledge to be able to take me to that next level so it's good knowing I've got that support there it sounds like a
0: one-stop shop it is brilliant (laughs) (laughs) that's great Yeah, it's been really really good and where can the listeners actually find your products?
1: So we've got um, our products uh, range throughout Australia, so it just depends on where you are. So on our website australiafoodco dot eu, you can click on our stockers page um, and you can see all of our stockers there or type in a postcode, and see um, what's located near you. And then we've also got Westfield Marion here in South Australia.
0: Now, we've touched on the um, green ant marmalade and the verjuice
1: and the duca, but mm-hmm. can you just walk us through the food line? Yep, most yeah. definitely. So, um, our first part of our food line is our native infused jams. So, we've got nine different jams, all with individual flavor profiles, all carrying different ingredients and um we make sure that whenever we're using our jams, they're not just a jam, they're a condiment. It's mm-hmm. like, how can you use it in your baking, in your cooking? How can you use it on a cheese platter? How can you put it through your different mediums of food when you're cooking? Mm-hmm. And how can you get so much more out of a jam?
0: That's the real educational piece, isn't it? Yes, so it is. Do you find that you're, you're from an educational point of view, that you're having to explain what these Australian native ingredients are? Yeah. And then different applications Most
1: how to definitely. Use yeah so we've been um, working through all of this and um, through growing the business and looking at different aspects of it we now put on the side of every single jam um, best recommendations and ma- matching recommendations we've also got a qr code on our um, product that we're just about to finish doing the back end of it where we've got one of our staff members with the harvesters actually talking about the product and how to use it and um, having that connection with our customer so um they see where, you know, implementing and doing everything the right way and making sure that we're giving back in um, lots of different ways. So it's been a fun little project.
0: Uh, you, the packaging itself, but the logo, can you tell me the story behind that? Yes. Because <laughs> I know there is one and I haven't asked you this I, and I really, I would very um, much like to know.
1: So I was at an expo um, selling some products. I make um, candles as well um, in one of my other businesses. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was at spare an, time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I was at an expo and I met this couple and it was over in Brisbane and we got along and I was like, you know what, just take some candles. Like, you know when you really gel with someone? And then I was like, you know, when we're in Sydney, you gotta come down to Sydney. The expo's there, they rock, you know, there are a lot of fun times and everything. And they're like, All right, we will. And so I was at the expo in Sydney and this couple rocked up. And they're like, remember us? I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) And so we started talking and they were like, oh, you know, what have you been doing? And I said, I've just launched a brand called Australian Native Food Cake. And they're like, are you joking? And I was like, no. And they're like, my husband, um, Jacob, he's an Indigenous artist. And he's like, I want to do your logo and I was like yeah and so um, and Kiara she works in a um, childcare centre and so we just started talking so they designed my logo for me and um, you know we're always in contact now we're quite good friends and you know whenever I go over to Melbourne you know Sydney and that I'm like Oi I'm over here do you want to come over and yeah, it's just been great. And his, um, his artwork's absolutely amazing. He does murals all over Sydney and Melbourne. Um, he's What's a- his name? Jacob Watson. Okay. Yes. So, and just just nice crew, just nice people. And so um, we've just formed a really cool friendship and relationship out of it. And yeah, oh. so that's how they designed my logo that's an amazing story yeah
0: <laughs> Wow so across the range yep. it's the same it's the same logo and then you've you've kept it you've kept with the same sort of style yep
1: most definitely so the logo is consistent um, throughout the whole brand and um, we um, keep the name Australian native Food Co even on all of our body and aroma products okay so um, you can understand that there's a a synergy between you know when you're smelling lemon myrtle there's also that lemon myrtle that you can get in a tea or you can get in a jam or you can get in all of our other products as well so ours is about cross correlation through the whole brand and making sure it flows and it's consistent so how many products in the entire range <laughs> i shouldn't laugh should i um if you there's about 70 odd products but like we've got <laughs> <laughs> nine different like red diffuser flavors and candles got all of our herbs and fruit powders we've got wild harvest teas as well we've got jams we've got a range of vegan and gluten-free chocolate as well uh relish a yeah and the range is growing so next on the cards our uh, meat rubs. so we're just in the production of all of that sort of stuff and ready to eat ready-made damper so we've got a big range um, and, you know, I'm making sure that each product before I release the next one is ready where it needs to be and then we release it. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun just trialling different things continuously and seeing what we can create.
0: Oh, well, I, I've got to tell you, I'm so excited to see where the next step goes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I think your range is absolutely stunning. Thank you. It is quality. It is premium. It's beautiful. It's just, yeah, there, I, I haven't seen a range like it on the market. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. And um, the one thing that I keep noticing on all of your packaging is it's 100% Australian. Mm.
1: Yep. There's uh, out of our whole range, um, all of our packaging, um, so the printing of our reed diffuser boxes, um, all of our packaging of our pouches, all of that sort of stuff is also um, printed in Australia as well, so we don't get that offshore. Um, There's about 1% of our ingredients that we source offshore because we just can't source it here. Um, But, yeah, we aim for the highest quality Australian native produce that we can possibly use.
0: Well, thank you, Rebecca. (laughs) we <laughs>